0: Love, Hope, Radio. This is the Going in Circles Podcast, hosted by Horseman, Chuck Simon. To become a sponsor, to suggest topics, or for questions, email Podcast at gmail.com and log on to our Facebook page, Going in Circles Podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Simon. Why in the past decade has BRL Equine become the premier equine supplement company in the industry? Because we spend millions in research and development before we ever put out a product. Because we use only FDA supervised facilities to manufacture for us. Because what we say is in them is in them. Because they work. Because if you're not happy, I'll give you your money back. And because top trainers and veterinarians in thoroughbred racing, standardbred racing, three day eventing, and barrel racing all trust in BRL equine. Shouldn't you? To find out more how Flexify HA, Unlock, Bleeder Shield, and EPO Equine can help you, contact me, Joseph Vellante 215-501-6880. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to Going in Circles. It's, uh, it's Derby Week. It's been a long time coming. The first Saturday in May is, uh, is upon us. The Derby has been drawn, Uh known agenda, got the dreaded one hole, which uh, hmm, kind of maybe changes up things just a little bit. Um, seems like most of the speed horses got drawn outside, and uh, that's my, maybe probably an overrated factor sometimes and for some horses, but uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Kentucky Oaks, which has a full field of 14 for Friday, and uh, when you look at the morning line for the Oaks, you see a couple, uh, three. Uh, uh, there's a, a five to two favorite and two three to one shots, a five to one shot, and then everybody else double digits. But that doesn't really look like the the way things might go. At least from my point of view, I think there's a lot of horses in there that can win that race, and um, I think it's a it's a situation not that unlo- unlike the Derby where. Uh, you have so many lightly raced horses it's it's really hard to tell um how far ahead the better horses are from the horses who aren't you know listed as as being quite as good and uh you're, you're seeing one jump up and the horse goes from kind of being an also ran to uh you know to a contender and, and i mean honestly the derby the field wasn't really set until this weekend um with some of the stragglers coming in at the last minute and uh, a couple you know defections and I don't think any of the ones that came in have a prayer but uh, you know people want to run in the Kentucky Derby and uh, we'll be talking about that we have um, one of the great racing analysts of modern times he's going to join us Mr. Doug Salvador Mr. Salvador is currently banned from Facebook again. But um that he's not banned from here. And we're gonna talk about the Oaks, we're gonna talk about the Derby, we're gonna talk about speed figures, we're gonna talk about probably the Cleveland Browns. Um but um Dougie can break a race down like nobody can. I mean he's uh no one's as thorough as he is, that's for sure. Um he used to do great he used to do and great videos. Uh, where he would break uh, races down and 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 show uh, literally slow motion video. <laughs> it, w- it was kind of something you would see uh, on the NFL draft show, breaking down a a cornerback and how quick his hips open up and all that minutia that those guys are worried about. But um, but he'll be with us in just a few minutes. Uh, we got Kerry Thomas on uh, later in the show. He's gonna break down the uh, the Derby from. From his point of view, uh, which is is uh, not not really a speed figure point of view at all, it's it's more of a uh, he he has um, a different way of looking at it, and the way is uh, kind of uh, the horses themselves and their um, their I don't want to say emotions, but their uh, you know the, the way they handle things, the way they handle issues, and the way they handle uh, not being able to be in space, uh, certain things like that. And, and of course, the Kentucky Derby is the one race a year. I mean, we see a steady steady series of five- and six-horse races where where that might not quite be as important, but in a race like the Derby where it's almost impossible to get away from other horses, and you're going to have to be in and among horses for the most part, or you're going to be outside of horses, um, you're going to wind up uh, in, in spaces that you hadn't been in before because um you know it's a it's a different animal 20 horse race and um uh you know, this year is uh is no different and uh, to be honest there's probably less experience um less experienced horses this year than than ever uh last year of course was uh you know the delayed derby so uh horses had a lot more time to get ready but uh we're seeing, uh, you know, there's four horses with three starts, and that's just something that would have never happened before. Um, but, uh, you know, this is, this is life in uh, 2021, and uh, these are the kind of things we deal with. Uh, speaking of uh, things we deal with, Mr. S- Mister Salvador, are you on the line?
0: Hey, Chuck, how are you?
1: How's eerie this time of year?
0: Oh, it's getting better Today's a Absolutely gorgeous day, but it was just a miserable winter as usual, and only compounded by, you know, the the pandemic. So,
1: yeah, well, I hear you. But we
0: got a heck of a day today.
1: Well, the one thing about having lousy winters is that it 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 kind of amplifies the spring, right? When the when the flowers start to bloom, and the the, you don't have to wear a parka. It's it's a it's a lot better.
0: Oh yeah, I mean a, a day like this, I mean it feels like paradise.
1: Well, for our horse players and horse people, this is kind of paradise week and we we have the uh, the big race that uh you know that everybody kind of starts thinking about in the fall and uh, I mean it's it's by far the uh you know the most uh overanalyzed race, probably, um, you know, the Kentucky Derby. And, uh, I was just saying how they, they made the, uh, the draw today and, um, you know, the, the dreaded one hole went to a, a horse who's listed at as third choice and on the betting and known agenda. Um, and it was funny how, how, uh, how how do you you see reactions and overreactions and you know it used to be the one hole and people would like freak out about it and then this year the horse draws the one hole and five minutes later on twitter there's there's 12 guys saying you know the one hole's really not that bad this year because you know they got a new (laughs) gate and (laughs) so like the overreaction to the overreaction is is actually occurring here
0: yeah and uh, known agenda is a horse that i mean i think it's real interesting in there just because uh, his two races where he got blinkers were just very impressive races, and it, it's kind of slim pickings if you're looking for, like, a kind of a one-dimensional closer in this race. Um, and, you know, he, he was a horse that I was kind of liking liking a lot, but I, I've never been a fan of taking Pletcher horses coming from often. For whatever reason, he gets horses around run big races at Gulfstream, uh, and when those horses come to, you know, Churchill Downs they just rarely seem to run their races but he was a horse I was very intrigued with and I mean I I don't think the rail post is is that big of a deal because of his style I think Irod's almost better off to just try to make one run in the race and um, but yeah it is (laughs) I I, I wasn't on Twitter so I wasn't seeing all the reaction to that but um, you know that would have been I, I don't think it's a big deal because of his style. I think he's got to take back and make one run.
1: Well, the one thing about no agenda is his rider's not afraid to uh, to create some space for himself. No. <laughs> uh, if you if you have one guy on, on your back in this country riding right now that you know is going to say, uh, "Listen, I, I need to get out. I'm getting out." It's it's Mr. Ortiz. He, he's uh He's not really shy about it either.
0: No, that's for sure. Um, I I, I like him on this type of horse, and I like him when he's inside. So, I mean, it's uh, the the only uh, gripes I ever have with a rod is when he's on a lone speed. Sometimes he, you know, tries to be cute. But on this type of horse, I mean, there's no one that's going to fit him better than him.
1: No, and like you you said, the Blinkers added... um, you know, it really, really picked him up and moved him up, and he's kind of a, a funny horse. When you watched his his New York races, and he was running at Aqueduct, where the surface is just so ludicrously slow that it's almost painful to watch the horses. I mean, they all seem to struggle over it, and the the ones that win seem to be the ones that struggle less than than the other ones. But, um, you know, he raced that odd race in the Sam Davis at Tampa, where he, he just showed like no interest at all in the beginning part of the race uh and you know he made a little bit of a run um you know to make uh, you know he didn't get beat terribly but uh you know when he when he added the blinkers in that allowance race and he ran so well I, I thought to myself well is it he just beat a bunch of overmatched horses um or or you know has he really you know did the blinkers really make that big of a difference and and that was kind of a a a, a move you don't see from Todd moving uh, coming back on twenty days rest, you don't. He just doesn't do that very often. And and then you know after the race, uh, I read punches Paco, and and everybody <laughs> forgets about the race and, and and focuses on the on the uh, the the flyweight fight. But um, I mean, I mean yeah, Paco
0: he, tried to, <laughs> Paco tried to. Oh, he tried to get a call there.
1: Yeah, it was funny. You know, I read took a poke at him, Paco's. You know, one thing about Paco, he's not dumb, and he said, "Listen, I, I've, I'm already on double secret probation here. They already gave me, <laughs> they've already given me uh, 30 and 60 days. If I get in a fight, you know, uh, I'm the one that's going to get booted out, not not uh, the other guy. So, um, well, I, I got to be honest, yeah. I, don't, I don't think either of those guys is going to make Manny Pacquiao nervous. But, um, no. but known agendas. Uh, it's Florida Derby. Uh, I think it kind of flew under the radar a little bit because of." Um, of greatest honor, I think people were more focused on greatest honor getting beat, and uh, everybody liked to beat up on him because his his figures weren't weren't really great, though his thoroughgraph numbers were good. Um, at the time, I think he was the fastest three year old out there, and I mean, obviously, thoroughgraph takes more consideration uh, uh, of weight and and uh, of ground loss, the wide trip, right? Yeah, but um, trip. you know, I think that, that he kind of that 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 trip kind of like. Uh I think like I said, coming out of the race, I think more people were were focused on greatest honor losing than known agenda winning,
0: yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there was a lot more hype to greatest honor and um I, you know it was a race that there really was virtually no speed on paper. I felt, and soup and sandwich won the break. The two horses at Mina looked like they could show a little speed on paper, uh both kind of you know had poor starts and um you know, Soup and Sandwich She's a horse that I don't think has a whole lot of pace. Uh, you know, was out there. The race set up real bad for greatest honor. Um, it looked like it was going to set up bad in the way the break unfolded.
1: And, you know, Jose
0: had, had to ask him to put him in the race. And um, it, Yeah, Nona Jendis didn't get enough credit for his win in that race. I mean, it was a race where, you know, he got a pretty good ground-saving trip from behind the pace, but there wasn't much pace in there, and he was just decisively unquestionably the best and I mean he's a horse at the the extra eighth of a mile let's put it this way if this race was at Gulfstream Park I mean I I'd, I'd hands down pick him bet him in the race and of course the rails a heck of a post at Gulfstream Park uh, but I mean if if this is a mile and a quarter at Gulfstream you know I, I I'd be you know standing up touting him as loud as I could so um But I agree with your point. He didn't get enough credit for that Florida Derby performance.
1: Um, Let's go to soup and sandwich. I've been constantly harping on this theme for six months where I'm sure people are sick of hearing about it. But when you look back, and and now you're a a historian. You're a guy who who goes back and, and looks at the 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 history of 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 uh, the game and you know you look at uh, prior runnings and 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 things like that and could you imagine even ten or fifteen years ago running a horse like Soup and Sandwich in a race like the Derby off of the preparation that he's got which was a six and a half furlong statebred maiden race a three horse race <laughs> at Tampa and uh, uh, a second in kind of a paceless race where virtually you know greatest honor got hurt coming out of the race and, and virtually no one else in the race has, has done a thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, like you said, he wins the state bred maiden race. Then he goes to Tampa three horses and Gallardo is like <laughs> strength. And, and, and Gallardo's <laughs> really talented at taking horses back. And, I mean, you, he he was on full display there getting this horse to, to, um, you, you know, basically putting him to sleep in the race and, Um, yeah, it's uh, just coming into the race off of, like you said, it's remarkable. Um, you just, you don't see that in the old days, they come in off 12, 13 races and, uh, you had really good reads on horses where in the Florida Derby, I wasn't convinced that soup and sandwich had much speed at all. I mean, his pace numbers were bad, but, uh, he, he wasn't really being asked for speed in those races. And, you know, Johnny V, you could tell had it, had it in his mind that he wanted to ask him for something coming out of the gate, He he won the break, and he kind of squeezed the other speed if he wanted too. So, I mean, to me, he's—I'll be stunned if he wins. I mean, I thought he had a soft trip in the in the Florida Derby, and like you said, I mean, he's just—you know—modern-day <laughs> horse racing. But in the old days, you would say this is just woefully unprepared for you know, a spot like this. He's got the 19 holes in the Derby off of, you know, just a, a state bred maiden, a three-horse field at Tampa, which was kind of run like a workout. And then, you know, a Florida Derby race where he, he beat the gate and was able to, you know, kind of have things his own way.
1: <laughs> I, I, I haven't added it up, but I think he he's raced against, he's going to race against more horses on saturday than he's raced uh, against in his first three races <laughs> total
0: <laughs> yeah because he so he faced five others in his in his debut uh two in his second start and then 10 so based on my uh based on my <laughs> general mclean education that's 17 horses he's faced in his first three races and He'll be facing nineteen others here, so yeah,
1: he'll face more in the Derby than he's faced <laughs> in his entire career. Uh, there's there's an angle for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about a horse that's kind of the direct opposite of of uh, Super Sandwich. Right to his outside draw post number twenty, um, and and it's kind of a wasted post on on this horse because he's probably going to be lagging way behind anyways. Is uh, is Bourbonic? Um, I have a theory, and and I, and I I haven't asked Todd, and I just I I kind of feel uncomfortable about asking him, but I think I know the questions. I don't think Burbank would have been in the Wood Memorial had the owner not been Calumet Farm, who has shown a propensity to not be afraid, and they will um, they they'll run a long shot. I mean, they, they the the entry fees don't scare them one bit. Uh, it, it seems like uh, get, you know coming off of a you know getting beat at parks. Um I, I wouldn't especially his numbers were, were really, really kinda slow going into the Duo Memorial. But um you know, he, he made a nice run and, and and again, I had such a hard time kind of figuring out the New York races this winter because they were just so slow. I mean, what do you do with him?
0: Well, I mean he's you talk about uh pletcher's other or big horse and their known agenda i mean this is the same thing a horse that just uh dramatically improved in blinkers his first two races uh, he had no blinkers he looked like he could not run a goat i mean he was uh, uh he, he was dead last in the second race just showed nothing the whole way in his first race you know he's, he, he managed to beat two horses but he was You know, 15 out of it, just a complete slug. And, you know, they sharpened them up. The blinkers really appeared to sharpen them up some. But,
1: I mean, like
0: you were saying about the track in New York, the the Wood Memorial was a sight to behold. I mean, they went 50, 114, and 4. And then the pace absolutely collapses. I mean, you would think that the 50 was 47 and the 114 and 4 was, you know, 111 and change. And, you know, he he gets up with – like the cyclonic finish in one fifty four and two fifths. And I mean, it was just one of those things where he he won the stagger fest, but he's really got the right running style for the race. Uh, You know, you know, Chuck, I I think, I don't think there's a ton of speed in this race compared to other derbies, but I think there's a lot of horses in there that are going to kind of get aggressive rides. I mean, they got to be asked for position and um, there's going to be some riders try to roll the dice and, uh, he'll be a horse. Obviously, he's going to be doing whatever he's going to do. It's going to be in the late stages, and you know he's Bernardini out of a Fleet Alex Fleet Alex Belmont Stakes winner. AP Indy, the sire Bernardini, obviously Belmont Stakes winner. Distance would be good. Um, I mean, he's a horse. I, I think you could use on the bottom of your tickets, that you know, to if the pace gets. I mean, the pace is is always live in the race, and I think it. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of riders really, tr- you know, trying too hard, and it's going to. There's going to be some slug like bourbonic that just plods onto the ticket. So,
1: you know, when you uh, you watch the the wood again, Carmouche takes him back right from the start. I mean, this was a take back, let the race, you know, kind of sort itself out, and just make one run, uh, and and he wound up. <laughs> um, you know, his his number didn't come back that good. Because, and again, it's hard because the times are so screwed up. But he didn't really yeah. lose much ground either. He, he kind of was able to save ground on both turns because he was so far behind. Um, and it was a little bit of a change uh, from his running style in his previous races. The only problem I have with him is that I think when you get to the quarter pole, I think about half this field is going to collapse because they're just not prepared to do it. And I think a lot of them are going to wind up three and four wide. And, you know, you're going three or four wide on the turns going mile and a quarter. That's a lot different than going three or four wide on the turn going, uh, you know, a mile or a mile and a 16th even. And uh, I think he's just going to have to get lucky and find a hole because I just don't see him, you know, angling 17 wide and and, and being able to circle him. Because even that race, he, he didn't he kind of grinded it out. I mean. I don't know. I I really, I've been, I guess I get why the, the, you know, the track is so slow there, but man, it just is. Um, I mean, when I, I watched that race so many times and I just, uh, it just, like you said, it's just 50 seems like 47.
0: Yeah. I mean, to me, there's, there's horses with his style that just always outperform in this race. I mean, it seems like, uh, Dallas Stewards had a bunch of them, like a horse like Commanding Curve that was just kind of, I mean, just kind of, uh, you know, one-dimensional uh, plotting closing types. and um, you, you know, you put 126 pounds on them, you ask them to go a mile and a quarter, and you get a lot of riders that, you, you know, they take their shot in this race. I mean, that's it, it, a lot of times if you just sit inside, I mean, Burrell showed it as good as anyone could ever show it that, you know the riders are going to come out and try to make moves. Uh, you, you know they're 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 going to take their roll the dice and take some shots. And a lot of times, you know, you just patient and save ground. You can, um, you, you know, things will open up. But I mean, he, I I just I took a hard look at him only because, uh, you know, I'm trying to find that I'm trying to find that commanding curve type horse in the race. And you know, there's so many others over the years that just you know were just completely outrun their odds only because they were able to, you know, take back, make one run and, you know, just see out the distance. And um, I mean, th- th- those horses make tickets in this race. They, you know, occasionally they get up and win. You get your Giacomos that get up and win. And um, the horse that got put up um, when maximum security one was, uh, just uh, a pure one-dimensional closer country house, I yeah. think is his name. Yeah. He never yeah. ran again. Um, but, yeah, he he, re, he re, Bourbonic really has the look of a horse that, uh, you know, could clunk up for a piece. Um, and I I was, I even looked at the, the horse that David Cohen's on. Uh, keep me in mind that it's just so off form this year, but you look at his Breeders' Cup Juvenile, I mean, he, he come from 17 out of it and. Was third by two and just constantly making up ground. I mean, if he gets back to his two-year-old form, and um, you know, he could be the kind of horse that uh, blows up the blows up the underneath exotics. Um, I, I really like Rock Your World. I mean, his uh, his Santa Anita Derby I thought was uh, you know just a dazzling race, and um, you look at his pedigree; he's like Every horse that's been carrying Ron McAnally for the last twenty years is uh, yeah. is uh, the, the first dam was a multiple stakes winner for McAnally. Second dam was a multiple stakes winner for McAnally. A third dam was um, Olympic Charmer, who was just an awesome, awesome. Uh, I mean, she she broke her maiden with a one hundred and seven. Byron was just a really nice uh, filly for Ron McAnally. You know, ran with Honest Lady, and then and then Candy Ride, the sire was obviously his big horse uh so i mean it's um you know it seems like sadler's getting some good horses now but that horse was just i I thought it was very very eye-catching i don't know if he's going to get as easy a trip as he got in the Santa anita derby but you know i just really thought that was like uh to me that was the wild performance of the prep races
1: you know when you look at the the draw and it's it's interesting that uh, a lot of the horses that drew inside are horses that you wouldn't think would be showing a whole lot of speed. Uh, I mean, no one agenda is going to want to probably be mid pack somewhere like the King. I have no idea. Uh, Brooklyn strong. I'm sure that they've you know commented that they he didn't, they didn't think he liked being on the inside in the wood. Well, he really isn't going to like being on the inside in this race. <laughs> I, I, I really think that they're making a gigantic mistake running in that horse. Uh, I, th- I think it's a nice horse and, uh, the wood he just didn't look prepared. Uh, it seems like you know he got a late start with him and kind of a rush job. And you know, one of the things, that, and I know it's harder for the smaller outfits because they they say to themselves, "Well, I'm not going to get this chance again. Uh, I'm not going to get a derby horse, especially the, you know you buy a horse for five thousand like they did." The problem is when you look at the charts of past derbies and you see how many horses that were like him that were promising horses that had shown something that had done something, they, they come out of the Derby and they're just dead. And, you know, uh, like 2018, you you could go through and about four of the horses came out of the Derby and went on and had, had good careers. And I just think that like, they're just taking a shot. And I, it's, it's almost like they treat this race, like it's an extra, you know, it's like an extra popped up and well, you know, Hey, let's, let's take a (laughs) shot. You know, I I just don't think that people um, understand the, the, the carnage every year that happens. And and it's because it's a 20 horse race and because you're going so far and there's so much other uh, added pressure that that's, that's there being at at Churchill, your horses aren't resting like they normally are. Uh, There's people all over the place. There's helicopters, there's, uh, I mean, now we have the other added factor of there's no Lasix. So, uh, you know, any bleeding episode that happens is, is likely to be worse, uh, without it. So, uh, I mean, like, I, I just have no idea what they're going to try to do from post three, because if they have the, in their heads that he can't, you know, that being on the inside is not a good place for him. Uh, I, I don't see any path, um, outside of someone veering out and taking a 12 outside horses out. I, I just don't know how that's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I keep you in mind, you know, you mentioned him and he has blinkers off. I, I didn't know why they put blinkers on last race um, because his first race back in the, I think it was the Rebel, he just looked like a horse that was flat, uh, maybe overtrained because he was originally pointing for the Southwest that got uh, postponed. A couple mm-hmm. weeks and then they skipped that one to go in the rebel, which I, I at the time I said was a mistake. I said, you know what, the guy wins 87%, but he doesn't really train these type of horses. And when you get a good horse like that ready to run, it's hard to keep him on ice. And, and to me, he looked like a horse that just was a little overtrained going into the rebel. And then they 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 kind of you know put blinkers on, uh, and and it might not have mattered anyways, but when you look at his trip in the bluegrass, I mean, he, he, it was like he was ridden by a 10 pound bug. And I mean, he, he was like five or six wide going into the first turn. And I mean, like you said, he's kind of a, a, a one run closer and, and it just gave away all chance he had to, to, to even pick the pieces up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of how I see it. And, um, I just, I, I, he, he was one that I looked at and I didn't want to land off him at all, but I mean, I kind of come back to him just because it, it's really, if you're looking for that style of horse, which I kind of am, um, you, you know, to give me some, some juice underneath it, it's slim pickings, but I, you know, I, you, you kind of, um, I think you had a pretty good synopsis of it there. And, um, just hopefully the, the you know, a, Big field, a really fast pace, like the Breeders' Cup Juvenile wakes him up, and I mean that was a that was the performance that you really see on the go back where you know it was the same type of deal. Fourteen horse field, big field, a lot of riders took their shot. You know, you had to get positioned. Um, pace was fast, and I mean he was he was the horse that really emerged. You know, I just I just wish he was <laughs> coming into this race with. You know, off of lines that aren't as discouraging as, you no. know, a fifth beating sixteen in the bluegrass and
1: a the, the one sixth
0: beating eight and the rebel.
1: The good thing about those lines are they're going to make sure you get a price. <laughs>
0: yeah, no doubt about it. If David
1: Cohen doesn't have a whole lot of love, uh, you know, people aren't going to aren't going to bet him like the uh, you know the hometown rider or something like that. But no. What, what do you I do mean, this
0: horse has got a shot of being the longest shot in the board i would say
1: uh i would say he has a, a, an excellent chance of being that um what what do you do with the two horses at out, out of the the synthetic race uh, Sainthood saint hood and like the king
0: i don't think you can do anything with them. you just got to throw them out i mean that's the, the, their dirt race is just to me they're just not good enough um i i don't know if you see it differently no. but I
1: I did a ranking last week of, of horses um, 1 to 20 with basically, in my opinion, the best chance of winning. That doesn't mean I'm going to bet them. It doesn't mean they're, you know, value. Yeah. Just I, I actually had no agenda on top. Um, I, I put these horses, I think, 16th and 17th. I, said, I just don't know how you can use these horses based upon their dirt races, which are just really slow. Um, I, I think... Uh, like the king got beat at Belterra <laughs> on the dirt. And, uh, you know, um, uh, Sainthood broke his maiden, uh, I think, on a mile and the 16th. And, but it was really a, a really super slow time. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of a joke that Churchill's made that 100-point race. And, I mean, they own the track and they own the, the derby so they can do whatever they want. But it, it's almost like, like, come on, man. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean these are horses that uh, like the king was i mean I, he looks like your classic tapita horse i mean grass tapita he he uh robbed at belterra on the grass after he kind of got dusted in uh a sprint race and then you know he comes off the grass at Keeneland. he's third beaten 12 lengths in a you know one x taken off the grass uh with no excuse i mean you know he just was had a nice tracking trip. The pace was nice and cozy and he just, they kicked away from him. You know, he got back on his Ford grass and tapita races. He's got three wins in a second and they all look nice, but yeah, there's just nothing there from the dirt races that can even, I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, he's a horse that I, I think is going to get beat 20. I mean, if he doesn't get beat 20, it's a surprise to me. So,
1: yeah. And, and I mean, Sainthood, uh, had a little bit of a tougher trip, but like I said, he, his, his dirt race, is, you know, he needs another one. He's very, very lightly raced. And I mean, this is just like literally, uh, you know, shot in the dark seems like.
0: Yeah. I mean, he got it all his own way of fairgrounds two back in the maiden race in the dirt. And he was, you know, just life and death to hold on one, a nose bob. Um, and then, you know, he, he's bred for grass and synthetic and he jumped up and run a nice race there and Um, you know, had a trip too, but it's, uh, I mean, he's, he's being thrown to the wolves here.
1: Now, (laughs) this is a horse who got the, um, uh, the, the dreaded Steve Bick, uh, long shot alert last (laughs) week. Um, mostly I think because he, he likes the connections and they're good guys. (laughs) Greg Foley's a really good guy. Um, but, um, like, what about obezos? Bezos? I mean, I looked at his form and his last race was, was an improvement, but I didn't think it was great. And I mean, you're going to be betting on him moving up again. And he does kind of have that style that you said you were looking for, uh, with a horse that might be able to settle and, and make a late run. Uh, the problem is, is, is he going to be. Uh, I mean, are you going to get nearly the value on him that you should get? I mean, or or is all this, this smoke, just smoke, and it's not going to really come into play on, on Derby day?
0: Uh, I I mean, on paper, I think, you know, Steve's on to something here. He was a horse that I took a really hard look at on paper. And I mean, he's by orb who kind of won this race in a pace meltdown. And um, the female family, there's a lot of stamina through the tail female line that I was looking at and you know, he he only has the two route races, and he's just got the perfect style. And a lot of horses at Fairground that have had them wide trips. That you know, your commanding curve, Country House. I mean, they've come in and dramatically outrun their odds in this race. And um the only thing about his Louisiana Derby, I mean, it's uh, the chart says five wide first turn, and I you know I went back and watched it again, and I because um, he was a horse that really didn't catch my eye when I watched the race when it was the first time, and um he, he he i i thought he got a really good ride in that race um he was ridden about as well uh as he could have been ridden there um he he started from an outside post he really didn't look like he was that wide through the first turn he was isolated back by himself at the back of the pack i mean he got no pace he's going to get a pace this time but um, I, I thought he got a good patient ride. He, he saved ground, uh, which you have to do at fairgrounds. I mean, fairgrounds, especially this meet, uh, you know, I paid close attention there just wide trips and two turn races were just, I mean, the horses just weren't running to form that were getting them. Um, and he kind of had, he had that in the risen star. I thought his risen star was sneaky. Good, but I mean, he was fourth beating seven and a half in there. And, um, I, I think he's a horse that you definitely could throw in underneath and, uh, known agenda is the right closer in this race, but it's, it, you know, do you really want a pletcher Gulfstream horse coming to Churchill only because so many of them have bombed? That's the only thing that makes me uneasy about known agenda, but obezos, yeah, he, He's a horse that I, I think, you know, you got to look at for underneath.
1: You know, he has that other added attraction of, uh, as soon as a horse gets exp- uh, you know, exported, uh, they almost always come up with like a, a, a big winner. Like it, uh, it's uncanny how many times that <laughs> happens. You know, orb is now gone to, I think Uruguay, but, um, and, and orb is, it's really been a spectacularly bad stallion. He, he's had like literally no good runners and this is one of the few, Yeah, but, um, yeah, uh, he's 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 a tough one. He, to me he's a tough one to read. He's really a tough read. And uh the, the horse I'm gonna mention next is, is another one and, and I I mean I kinda wanted to like him and then I just I've watched that race a couple times and I even watched his his, his earlier races which were uh were better, but that that would be Mandaloon and I mean he just didn't he, he just uh I mean I know it was kind of a non effort last time, but I mean what's the how many horses have had that sort of effort that have come back and, and won the
0: Derby? Uh, well, just to, before I answer that, just to get back to a prior thing I said about the wide trips and the two turn races at fairgrounds. I mean, he, he had the real wide trip of the Louisiana Derby. I mean, he, he was hung out to dry the entire way around the first turn. And um, you know, I, he, to me, he, he was a, he was a big time trip horse in there to throw out, uh, race and um but okay so horses that you know just just run terrible races like that and then jumped up in the derby i'd have to who would the last one be um
1: secretariat <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, mean, I mean i don't know i was i was thinking about that and you know the one thing i didn't like about that and i, and I do agree he was wide and i, and I think that wasn't uh, i mean he's kind of a big horse and and it seemed like that's, that's how he likes, you know, he doesn't want to get him stuck down on the inside, but, um, he, he just like the, just watching, uh, you know, jero ride him. He just, he seemed like he was starting to panic, uh, as he was heading into the turn, the final turn, because he wasn't like making that, that move he makes usually, you know, where, where he gets into position and, then kind of grinds him down the stretch and he he seemed like he was losing ground and he really started riding him a lot harder than he had. And, in the prior races. Um, and that, that's the one thing that I, I just was kind of surprised in it. And, uh, and, and, you know, the, the losing margin finally, it, it, he kind of uh, wrapped up on him too. Once he was, you know, he was beaten, he wasn't going to you know be, be on the board, but uh, I mean, what do you make of his You know, throw that race out. What do you make of his other races against the, the, you know, midnight bourbon and, um and that crew down there? Like what were, what were your feelings going into the Louisiana Derby?
0: Um, he, like I said, he really caught, he really caught my eye as a horse that just had a, you know, everything go wrong trip wise in a race. Um, you you just hung up unmercifully wide the entire way through the first turn, you know, not from an isolated position, but being stacked across, uh, his form, if you draw a line to that race, his form is, um, you know, his form, I wouldn't say fits with the better horses, but it's. I mean, it fits with like the second tier of horses in this race. So, um, and I, I mean, I, getting back to what you said earlier, I think, you know, obviously, mind that bird was fourth at Sunland, um, like fourth by six, but I can't think of too many horses that did come in to this race off of, uh, you know, Gulch was third in the bluegrass behind like Wild Sin and stuff. Kind of a flat race, but, um, I mean, he had a trip, but he was beating a long way. He was beating 11 lines, So,
1: You know, I thought if he had won the Louisiana Derby, that there was a chance that he, he might be the, the second choice, depending on, on on what how things played out, because he seemed like he was the improving horse. Um, you know, he just uh, he seemed like he had the right connections. He had the right pedigree. He had the right... Uh, Uh, racing style and and then he just you know he throws that clunker in and and then uh for about 20 minutes it seemed like he was all of a sudden the wise guy horse last week after he worked real good but um i I really haven't heard a whole lot about him since but uh uh, that leads me to midnight bourbon and i have a i have a feeling about i I have a a, an opinion on midnight bourbon but i'd like to hear what, what you think about him
0: all right, um, I, I thought he got an easy trip last time, and um, he, he, you know, Hot Rod Charlie was just a little too much for him. And uh, to me, I, he's the kind of horse that's just a you know real nice three-year-old, but he's a horse that I I give no look to in this race just because. I mean, he, he's got that forward style that you know that's really good in prep races, uh, but when you get in, you know, this twenty-horse field, and you've got. You know, those two horses from the Santa Anita Derby, are, I mean, to me, they're they're the kind of horses you don't want to hook up with. Um, so I, I think he's going to have to, he, he's been having these nice trips because of his tactical speed, which that's been a more valuable asset in these prep races. And in this race here, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I just don't like, I, I don't like his chances of, you know, being up there on or near the pace with those. Uh, California horses, and um, I, I just don't think he's going to be the survivor of that. I think he's a horse that's, you know, the, the type the type that's going to uh, fade and get beat aways in this race, but could have a real good after career after this race. Um, you know, he's going to get in some spots where, you know, his tactical speed's going to be real valuable,
1: and, he, you know, he's going to
0: get a nice moderate, moderate pace, and he's going to ration out his speed real well, and uh, to, to me, he's a he's a horse that I would take a, a long look at in the future in easier spots. But I think he's, uh, you know, they have those head-to-head bets. A horse like Obezos, who he, you know, beat last time in the Louisiana Derby, he it's going to be way harder for him, and it's going to be, you know, things are going to be right in this race for Obezos. So, I mean, he's the kind of horse like I would, I would find head-to-head bets to, to play against him. Uh, you know, just because he, he's got that valuable tactical speed that's just so important in, you know, your six, seven-horse fields going a mile in the 16th, mile in the 8th. But you, you get in a race like this where there's, you know, you're running against uh, that that freak show from California and, uh, you know, the baffer horses. And there's a lot of riders, pr- you know, they got they got to ask for speed early to get a position. And I, I just think he's going to be a pace casualty.
1: I I I can't, I agree on on him. Uh, to me he he's a one-paced horse and like you said he, he's going to be at a huge disadvantage in this type of field in that he's really not naturally fast enough to stay with the first flight and he really doesn't have a big kick and he doesn't finish off his races. He he always seems like he, he's the the last part of it. He kind of levels off and and even loses a little bit of ground and I mean I, I think he's probably like going to win the Jim Dandy in like a five-horse field?
0: Yeah, that'd be a spot where he could exactly five, six-horse field. Uh, gets to the lead like he did in the LeCompte, you, you know, just re- really backs the pace down and rations his speed. And um, the, the, to, me, to me, he's the kind of horse that, you know, he, he he's going to have a good after career. But uh, this is a spot where, you know, I'm looking at those Vegas props to find some, you know a donkey like keep me in mind who has been getting crushed i think would be the kind of horse in a head-to-head matchup you right. could get a you, you know you could get two to one maybe or some good odds and keep me in mind's just gonna plod by him as he fades so
1: yeah i i, I hear you i i'm i'm with that uh I, I just uh i just don't think this race is, is the type of setup and uh i don't really know if he even wants to go a mile and a quarter and They just showed a video of him uh, schooling in the paddock at Churchill, and he just, like, tore up the place. So (laughs) (laughs) he escaped from the hot walker the other day. So so he seems to be at least feeling good coming into the race, but that, that, you know, sometimes can work against the horse as well in that uh, he might be just a little bit too sharp. Um, The horse that beat him last time, Hot Rod Charlie. Uh, I thought he was kind of a forgotten horse coming out of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Everybody talked about two things. They talked about Jackie's warrior becoming, you know, a fraud around two turns, which seems to be correct. Um, and they talked about uh, elusive qual uh elusive said uh, elusive quality. Essential quality. I I I say that I've said that a hundred times. Essential quality, uh, because he's, you know, the undefeated horse and he's got the connections and blah blah blah. And it seems like uh hot hot rod charlie's race which was a really good race i mean he he, he ran a b- big effort in that race kind of got forgotten he wasn't touted and then you know he went back out west and uh life is good and bezos and concert tour and you know every horse that baffert had was the next coming and and hot rod charlie really didn't you know catch a lot of uh, uh a lot of a lot of light and and then he ran in that race um the by the beverly lewis the bob and beverly lewis where he kind of made that move in between uh, Medina Spirit and uh, the horse of um, uh, the Roman Emperor horse, Roman Centurion, and and then he kind of hung, you know. And and Medina Spirit, I, I thought, showed a lot of grit that day, holding on because he looked dead to rights at the eighth pole, and that was when the Santa Anita track was still kind of slow. Um, it's interesting we're talking about uh, you know flight line breaking his maiden the other day and running that you know spectacular time and. It's like the you know, people uh you know, forget when, when Santa Anita opened back up uh in late December, the track was really slow. It wasn't aqueduct slow, but it wasn't normal, typical Santa Anita, and, and it seems like it's it's sped up, but uh you know, after that race where like he, he just he just seemed to hang, um he got he was like totally forgotten and Um, even, even now, I mean, he went, he he ran, you know, really impressively in Louisiana, taking the lead from a horse. There was a, the two horse in that race was ridden by one of those Louisiana guys. And he seemed totally overmatched, but he, he was like a dead speed horse. And that horse took back, which, which I, I thought really changed the complexion of the race. But, um, I mean, I, I, I'm like on the fence with that horse. I really don't know, number one, if he's good enough, um, but I, I'm a little bit heartened by the fact that he has passed horses before. He has, uh, he, he's not just you know he's not just a cheap speed horse. So like like what do you do with him?
0: He's a horse I really respect. Looking at the race, I mean he's just getting uh, to me. He's just getting better all the time. And I mean he was second in the juvenile at ninety four to one in a race where I mean there was just a lot of heat in that race, and he proved. Um, you know, you get a big field, a 14 horse field, you get a lot of heat in there. Horses like Jackie's warrior and whatnot. I mean, there were like seven speeds in that race and, you know, he showed, he was able to, you know, he was eight lengths off of it after a half and, um, just versatility, uh, was impressive, you know, being able to take dirt and then come running and got beat less than a length at 94 to one. And. Um, I, to me, he, he's a horse that just seems like he, he's getting uh, better and better. And the Louisiana Derby kind of, he had things in his own way, but I mean, he really won clear cut and decisively, I thought. Um, you know, he, he's a horse that uh, I, I respect him in the race. I'm not probably not going to bet him, uh, but he, he's a horse that I have, uh, you, you know, he's the kind of horse that I see as <laughs> if I'm ripping up my tickets and. He's one of the few that I, I see is going to be one of the ones that beat me, when that happens. Um, but I I don't know what kind of price he's going to be. But his Louisiana Derby was good, like you said about his Bob Lewis. And, you know that race was was off uh, three months in in going, you know, you know going back out there from uh, you know come east for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and then come back out west. It seems like when a lot of horses do that, they don't necessarily run their good race the first time, and he run pretty solid, and, you know, he's going forward. Um, he's a horse that, you know, i am he's one that's probably going to, if I'm ripping up my tickets, it's probably going to be because of a horse like him is kind of how I see it. I'm not going to bet him, but I respect him, and, um, you know, he could be my undoing in the race.
1: There's a, there's a horse who I kind of like, and I'm almost embarrassed to say I like him, but, um, I like dynamic one. I think he's, he's a horse that that might be ready to step up and, and really run, um, a breakthrough race. I don't think he's like, we've seen his best. I think the pedigree, you know, suggests that the distance shouldn't be an issue. He, he may be wind up a little bit further back in this race than, than I'd prefer I mean I can see him sitting 12. So uh, of course you know 12th in this race is you're still ahead of 8 of them or 7 of them but um I thought he raced a little green. You know he he kind of lost a lot of ground in the first turn in the race in the, in the wood and then he was he was wide in the second turn and like uh you know Bourbonic beat him but Bourbonic saved ground both turns and and to me, he seemed like he. Uh, and I, I hate when people say this, and I'm going to say it though. I, I think he he kind of waited on horses a little bit. I think he kind of got to the lead and kind of thought he had finished off the job, and then Berbana kind of surprised him. And and this all might just be in my head, but uh, I mean, I think you're going to get forty to one on the horse. And, and I'll be honest, I really wouldn't be surprised if if uh, maybe if he won. But I, I think he's another horse that that you really have to take a look at coming um uh, you know underneath on your tickets
0: i uh, for, for me he's he's even though i think he's got the right style or at least the style I'm looking for for the race um I, I was a little disturbed because it looked like you know at the eighth pole, he he caught the eye and he looked like he had to win the wood memorial me like i mean it was uh if it was in race betting all my money would have been hit on him and uh you know bourbonic kind of a a seventy some to one slug uh off of some ugly lines at parks, um you know, just not not necessarily ugly lines, but just kind of a slow
1: Yeah. You know, they, were, they, weren't, they weren't they weren't they weren't so and Barbonic
0: just swallowed him up. Um I mean i he, he he was such an afterthought for me after that that I really didn't I, I really didn't go back and really scrutinize the uh, the trip he had and everything in the race, but to me he looked like he he looked like he was home and cooled out a winter. Um, I think Jose was even kind of surprised that uh, Bourbonic run by him in there and. Uh, he, you know, that's he, the, you he know he what won't, though? That's he the type won't of horse. My
1: that's the type of horse I like. I like when that happens <laughs> because um, I, I and I I think the track had some played a factor in that too, the the deep track as well. And and listen, he he might go off. Thirty to one and finished fifteenth, but but I'm I'm going I'm definitely going to use him. Um, I certainly like him more than I like the next horse, Helium, who I bet in the Tampa Bay Derby. Uh, so I, I will take props for being there for the wedding, but I'm, I'm not going to to come <laughs> to the wake because uh, uh, I, I just don't have any understanding of why he didn't race again, e- even in the Lexington. You know, like all right, he had enough points, but I just don't see how. That race, uh, one race in six months, um, you know, holding off uh, Hidden Stash, who's probably the 18th best horse in this race, you know, who I I give (laughs) no chance to. I I just don't see how that is – it it seems like it's, hey, we qualified. We want to go to the Derby. No one ever thought this was possible with this horse more than, hey – uh, we re- honestly think this is the best way of preparing this horse to win a mile-and-a-quarter 20-horse race.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, it, it was kind of an uninspiring Tampa Derby to begin with. I mean, I think Candyman Rocket was the favorite in the race and uh, didn't run a jump. And uh, the Pledger Shipper, Promise Keeper, I mean, I think they were both uh, horses that, you, you know, I don't know what went wrong with them that day, but they just—you uh, know—they they just didn't run a jump. Um, Promise Keeper did come back and and win nice, but um, I mean, it's it, it was a, a, an impressive performance for his first dirt start, and it kind of had had you wonder, and you you want to see more, but what you get is you know a, a two month layoff into the Derby off the. I mean, you got a horse three lifetime starts. Only one race on dirt. Hasn't run in two months. Um, he, he's another horse. I mean, when, when
1: you watch his, both his woodbine races, he was always on the outside. And um, in the Tampa Bay Derby, he was always on the outside. And, and you know, he's made the sweeping move. And then Hidden, uh, hidden Stash came up out, outside of him. But, I mean, I, I don't know that he's ever had a, a speck of dirt thrown in his face either. So, like, what, what kind of trip? Do you possibly can you possibly hope to get with this horse? And I mean, you really want to find out if your horse likes dirt in his face when there's you know twelve of them or thirteen of them in front of you in in a in the Kentucky Derby? I I like, thank no, thank you.
0: Yeah, I mean that's my thoughts exactly. And I mean, who knows? Maybe he's some. (laughs) you, You can't knock the form. I mean, the horse is three for three, seven to one on debut draws off, and then real impressive second out and you know, you got the money for you at 15 to one in the Tampa Derby. There, there's nothing you could knock about him uh, as far as his performances go. But I mean, it's ridiculous uh, that a horse hasn't run in two months, three races. Why? I, I don't know. Why, why would you not go somewhere like the Arkansas Derby? Um, find out more about the horse, but, I mean that—that's that, just my read on it. I mean, the, you, you know, the, the trainer—he's he does well enough on his own. He probably doesn't need my input, but that's that's how I see it. No,
1: so. I, I, you're right. I, I mean, I've I said that too. Like, there's there's things about these horses that we don't always know either. Uh, I mean, yeah. let's face it: every horse has got soundness issues of some sort. It's not like these horses are all impervious to that. Um, yeah. The the thing that that you know that gets me is that. Um, I, I just, uh, he, you know, he took three weeks off at least it was three weeks before he, he got back to the work tab. So that was to me a little bit of a sign. Maybe this horse, um, maybe he's a light horse and doesn't, you know, carry his weight or, you know, maybe come out of it a little ouchy something, you know, what, whatever. Um, I, I just, uh, I'll be honest and, and this is not personal. I, I just hope this horse runs, you know, doesn't run well because I think that uh, and, and, and I'm yeah, going to, I'm trend gonna, trend. I'm going to blast the Derby <laughs> point system again. <laughs> Everyone
0: will take two months. Want to take
1: yeah. two months. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've been uh, consistently blasting the Derby point system because I believe that that's got something to do with it. The way they backload the points where, uh, they make the last round of Derby preps into, into uh Powerball tickets. And if you run first or second, you're in the Derby and it doesn't matter what you did before that. So The problem with that is that that's not the proper way that horses should be um, uh, prepared for the Derby 99.99% of the time because someone's always going to say, well, Curlin. Yeah, well, he's Curlin. How many other freaking Curlins are there, you know? Um, But uh, I I just think the point system needs to be tweaked. They they need to put a little bit more emphasis on the early three-year-old preps, give them more points because it makes no sense to have a 10-point prep and then have the points go from 10 to, to 50 in, in, like, four weeks. Uh, I mean, you know, 10 to 100. I mean, you know, it goes 10, 50, 100. But, I mean, how can you say the Southwest is worth, uh, you know, 10% of the Arkansas Derby? It just doesn't make, you know, that, that just doesn't have, it, it makes no sense, and it creates a disincentive for people to race their horses in those races because they're saying, well, shit, you know, my horse gets a little bit of a wide trip, and we run second, we get, what, four points? Who cares? And and they're not wrong about if that's the only thing that you're interested in, but uh
0: Yeah, and I mean even if you tweaked that a bit, Curlin won the rebel in the Arkansas Derby, so it wouldn't have kept him out. I mean, no, no. it was uh y- y- you know, under any under
1: I'm I'm any thinking more Dougie of a of way
0: a, you hash it, he would have been in. A so. tw-
1: a twenty five, fifty, seventy-five point system where where the January and mid February preps were twenty-five. And then the late February, you know, March preps are worth 50. And then the April preps can be worth 75. And and make the, you know, the European races and the Japanese Maces, make them an invitational. You know, like you have your little stupid things that no one ever comes over. But, and, and I understand why they want to do it. And, and listen, I'm all for it. You know what? International participation, it's a 20 horse race. There's probably 10 horses who probably, do, you know, probably shouldn't be in the race anyway. So, you know what? You want to bring a horse in Dubai or Japan? And they bet more money, you know. Great, no problem. Make make that like a, you know, making an eighteen horse field with two invitational spots or something like that. I and mean, uh, I just don't like the the ten. I just don't think that we should have ten point races and then hundred point races within you know forty thirty forty days of each other. It just it just diminishes the early races, and and a lot of horses would benefit from having three races this year going into the race, not just three races. Period. Um, but I, I've complained about that literally every week for six months and I'm sure Churchill doesn't care. <laughs> I um,
0: agree with you on it. I mean, it, I don't have too much to add to what you said, but I agree with you.
1: Uh, I, I've got a pretty good stump speech about the, about the, about the the point <laughs> system. Um, uh, hidden stash. We, we, there, there's no point in even talking about, um, uh, that, <laughs> it's kind of funny because, uh, um, uh, and when I did the rankings, I really ranked him low. Actually, I don't even think I ranked him low. I think I think I ranked him like thirteenth. But what about? And again, he's a horse with one start this year, but he did have a lot of starts last year. Um, and he kind of has an interesting style. He's by Curlin. What about King Fury?
0: Yeah, the, the dam of this horse wasn't that the Todd uh, Todd Beatty horse that?
1: Uh, yes, Taurus. Uh,
0: yeah, that horse is a really, really talented sprinter. Um, and, you know, this horse has got nothing but route lines. I mean, it's, um, you know, that doesn't take after the dam in that regard. But, uh, yeah, his Lexington, got a, there was a huge pace in there and a wet track. It was a real eye-catching race. Uh, he also has some races, though, where he kind of, um, you know, the, the Kentucky Jockey Club where he flattened out. And you know the juvenile. It seemed like you know he didn't want anything. uh, I don't
1: know. I mean, he's kind of an inner and outer. Like he never, he never like 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 runs two good races in a row. But he got Mm -hmm. he got a pretty good figure for that race. And I know it was in the mud, and I, I I know there was kind of a pace meltdown too. But um. I don't I know.
0: like a modern day look of charismatic in a way, yeah,
1: right? Well, like... I mean,
0: Char- charismatic run for a tag and stuff and then got good, but just the way he, in his Lexington race, you know, really, uh, you, you know, charismatic, it, his, his whole form coming into the Derby was just complete begged to be thrown out other than, you know, his Lexington, he had the, the top last up uh, buyer in the race. Uh, And I think his sheet number was close, too, and it was all off like this just huge performance in a Lexington. I mean, that's kind of what what this horse reminds me of a little, where his Lexington was really good, but, you know, his back form, you just want to draw a lot, but his back form's all two-year-old races. Three
1: three weeks ago, he wasn't even on the Derby Trail. (laughs) Now he's in the Derby.
0: (laughs) Um. He's just a late-arriving wild
1: card. What do you do with highly motivated? I mean, I don't like, I was critical of highly, motivated I looked at the bluegrass. I swear to God, I've watched that race 50 times, mostly the stretch. But to me, I think highly motivated lost the race more than, 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 um, uh, essential quality won the race. It looked to me at, at about midway down the stretch that highly motivated was going to hold them off and the fractions were were pretty soft for that level of competition and and you know with such an odd race uh i mean how many derby preps have we seen where there was literally no horses that had ever been on the lead you know before it, yeah. it was just you know such a bizarre race but um and it, it wasn't like they went you know ridiculously slow but but for this quality of horse the pace was was moderate um and like i said he, he seemed like he was going to hold him off and then he kind of got a little funny, and he, he changed leads back, and, and he kind of lost all momentum. And that's, that's right when essential quality surged by him. Um, and I, I just keep looking at his pedigree. Uh, you know, his mother was, you know, she wow. won one stake at 7-8 and then got hurt. I think she broke her maiden in a maiden 50 going a mile on the turf. Um you know, and he's by Into Mischief, and I know Into Mischief won the Derby last year, but that was a different story. It was a September Derby, and it, you know it was Bafford. So, um, I, I just this horse is another one. You know, he, he last year he, he he was a closing sprinter. Um, I thought his Gotham was a little bit better than it looked, and, and especially uh, when you think about he ran on on maybe the fastest track that you know that we've had in the last twenty years at Keeneland. In the Breeders' Cup undercard, where they were setting track records every race, and then his, you know, his first start of the year is at Aqueduct, where it's like the opposite, where you know the track is like five seconds slower than than uh, than it would normally be. So, um, and I know a lot of people kind of like touting him. Um, I, I just, I, I just have a hard time thinking that he's certainly going to lose ground from post seventeen. You know, uh, I mean, Chad Brown's been pretty adamant about him, you know, having a target. Uh, so that means he's not going to be on the lead. So you're going to be, I mean, I can't see him being less than three or four wide going into the first turn and going a mile and a quarter with that trip. I just have a hard time thinking that this horse, uh, at at anything, you know, the, the price is going to be a lot lower than I would like to take.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the bluegrass, it was, like you said, it was one of those races, a lot like the Florida Derby, where there wasn't a, a, a true speed horse in the race. And I think where Soup and Sandwich in the Florida Derby really took advantage of that, uh, he was the one. Now, Chad thinks he wants a target, but, I mean, he to me, he got it all his own way in the bluegrass. I mean, a horse that, you know, just, just – can't even get on the pace in any of his previous races. And, you know, he's allowed to have things his own way, control it, set it. Um, you know, central quality didn't let, let him get too far away. Uh, what a very good race, run a very good number. But I, I think you're going to see him have to revert back uh, to, you know, races like the Gotham where there's just uh, horses with with more natural talent, more natural speed in the race. Um, and. You know, I really think the Bluegrass was his Kentucky Derby essential quality. You know, was ridden like a horse where they didn't they didn't want to lead when they could have had it, and you know they treated the race as a prep. And he he just wore this horse down. Um, highly motivated to me is he's a throwout. Um, you know, and he's a horse that's got good numbers, great connections, Chad Brown and all that. Third off the layoff, and you saw his best race as a two-year-old. Uh, came in his third race. He, he beat Nona agenda in the second race, and he really stepped forward in his third race. It's a nice horse, pretty form and all that, but from a betting standpoint, got to get him off his ticket. I mean, you got to make tough decisions, and he, he's one, you know, you know, I just, I respect the horse, I like the horse, you know, but I I want no part of him on my tickets.
1: I'd like to bet him in the future book for the Woody Stevens Belmont on Belmont Day going 7A's.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where I could see him cutting back off this race. If,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, if he comes out of this race, he runs 12th. You know, Chad's got another horse for the for the, but for the the but same connections for the Preakness. Um And the
0: Woody Stevens usually got like five or six you know, lightning fast get to the lead sprinter grade, types. Grade usually, one
1: race as well, you know.
0: Yeah, usually won by a cutback from off the pace.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like highly motivated in, in in the future book. If anyone has a any future book odds for the Woody <laughs> Stevens, can can you give me a number on him? Um, I guess we should talk about essential quality, though we we talked about him a little bit already. Uh, I, I just, you know, he's one of those horses that he doesn't have a lot of knocks. It's not like you say, well. I don't think he can do this or I don't think he can do that he's got some tactical speed he's passed the you know he's had the ability to pass horses uh he seems like he has a sufficient pedigree to do this um you know certainly uh, uh asayas is is uh, you know as good as it gets and his trainers you know winning everything uh, I just have a feeling like i just feels like um I don't know why, and this is this has bugged me, but it just seems like he always gets perfect trips, and I, I just uh, think that it's perhaps this is going to be the day where the trip's not so perfect, and he can he can uh, you know stub his toe, and again it's just kind of like you just said about um, highly motivated. He's obviously a really good horse. He's undefeated. He's a two-year-old champion. He's you know bred in the in the in the uh-huh. pink, and uh, there's just not. You know, it's not a criticism of the horse. I just think that that this might be the a, a good shot to take. Uh, you know, to take a shot against.
0: Yeah, he's obviously extremely good horse uh, with, with very good versatility. I really like his tactical versatility. Where you get in a race like the juvenile with a lot of speed in a big field, you know, he was able to switch off, and he, he, you know, he, he, you say, you keep saying uh, you know he gets all good trips, which he really does. But I mean, he. he deserve some credit for that himself but in the realm of horses that are two to one morning line in the kentucky derby i mean when you compare him with those horses in the past to me he's not uh anywhere i don't know if that's the morning line that's what i saw two to one really two to one on the morning line Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i thought that was low
0: yeah that was i i mean he's a horse you gotta bet against him in here, and uh, you know if he beats you, you tip your cap to him and whatever. I mean that's just that's horse racing. You're gonna lose some races, and you're gonna rip up some tickets, but you, you can't take. I mean, in, in the realm of horses that were two to one morning line in the Derby, he's then that's the way you knock him. I mean, because you can't knock anything he's done. I mean, he's a horse that uh, outstanding versatility. Always, you know, does seem to always get a good trip, but kind of makes his own makes his own luck doesn't make mistakes and um he gets the job done runs numbers that are good enough um but in, in this spot i mean there's like i said in the realm of horses that are 2 to 1 in the derby um he's he's on the the tail end of of uh, that so but he he's a horse i'm playing against i mean i think uh uh, you know, to me, Rock Your World's got um, got a lot of talent. Uh, Medina Spirit's got a lot of talent. It, it, if those horses get good trips in the front end and, and you know, don't t- tear each other apart, I mean, I think they're going to be, uh, you know, harder to get past than highly motivated was last time in the bluegrass. So,
1: I, I, th- um, I was thinking, like, going into the first turn is a, is a good chance that, that Medina Spirit... Um, is leading the pack as they hit the first turn, and maybe one of the other horses will come over on him and, and, and he'll wind up in, you know, sitting like third. I, I have a future book ticket on Medina Spirit at a pretty good price. Um, and I, I mean, believe me, it wasn't that I, I, I always loved him or I loved uh, the Kinos or whatever the hell his name is, Cyrus. It was just <laughs> he was 38 to 1. And I was thinking to myself, you know, the one thing about this horse is, and and I like it, is that Baffert just keeps throwing them in. You know, there's no uh, ducking, there's no diving, there's no, um, uh, (laughs) you know, give them time off, this and that. Every time there was a race, he put him in it, and every time he ran well. And I I know he kind of got run off his feet by Rocky World last time, but... um, you know, and I don't even know that I would say I like him in this race. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm going to root for him because I have a ticket on him. But and I'm not a hundred sh- percent sure that that he really wants to go a mile and a quarter either. But um, you know, he, he's he's a dangerous horse, and uh, I mean, even taking Baffert out of the equation, um, you know, because Baffert like literally never even talks anything good about this horse. You know, it's almost like but he's embarrassed to have him.
0: What are the chances Bafford only gets one to this race, and it's a horse that sold for thirty five thousand at a two year old and training?
1: You know what's crazy is he sold for a thousand bucks as a short yearling.
0: Yeah, his uh, that's
1: one bid. My, that's the my upset top bid.
0: As a trainer is Kevin Rice up here? I mean, that's the guy that I win most of my. I mean, if, if you took all my trainers, he's, he's the guy that I have the most wins with, and his mother bred this horse. Um, uh, Gale Rice. Um you know, and they had the horse down there and, you know, he was kind of touting me on him. I wish, I wish he'd got this horse so we could have him at Presque Isle. He'd uh, <laughs> be pretty um, tough at Presque the, Isle. The damn <laughs> race to Presque Isle and, you know, was a, you know, wasn't much Won a maiden race here, but that, that was it. But yeah, I mean, this horse is, uh, he, he just answers the bell and I uh, think like the lone survivor for Baffert. He, <laughs> I, I think Baffert's going to err on the side of aggression. I really think that, you know he's probably going to tell Johnny to try to go to the lead this time. It looked like in the Santa Anita Derby, um, you know, Rock Your World and Medina Spirit, where it was one of those things where either one could have take the took the lead, and it, it felt like Johnny didn't want to hook up with a horse that had never run on dirt, and he kind of deferred and let um, that Roberto Rispoli take the lead. And I mean, that was the decisive moment of the race. Sure, and that
1: was over. I, right. I
0: don't know if he's going to do that again because I mean, you. you you get guys like Baffert and Velasquez, they're not worried about where they finish. They want to take their best shot to win, so I, I don't know if they're going to defer and give the lead away again to a horse like Rock Your World. But, um, so, I mean, I think there's a chance he could be on the lead, like you said. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you, you know, they, they don't have a lot into this horse. It's, you know, th- like we said, $35,000 or a two-year-old, and I don't think they have – any um, visions of this horse being a great stallion prospect? I mean, they just might go balls to the wall and uh, try and
1: bottom them you out. Know, you know, try never and
0: win back to back wire jobs in the Derby because didn't Authentic uh, go wire to wire last year? So they can uh, what is it? Twice in six months when the Kentucky Derby wire to wire? That would be kind of
1: <laughs> that's that's something that, that, that's something that'll never happen again, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about. it. <laughs> um,
1: the only horse we got left is Superstock, and 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 he's another one that's kind of a humble brag. I bet Superstock in the Arkansas Derby just because um, when it was more or less announced that Cattle River was going to the lead, um, that I said you know what concert tour you know Rosario might he's going to try him, you know he's not going yeah. he's not going to let the same thing happen to him. You know, that happened to Cotto River, where he, he raided into submission. He's he's going to he's going to let this horse run out of there. I mean, Baffert horses don't usually rate much, and uh, I mean, this horse just wound up with a perfect trip. And and uh, I mean, even so, he still uh, uh, you had to ride him a little bit to get him past those those horses. But he just to me seems like um, uh, th- this is going to be a lot tougher trip uh, outside post kind of. Uh, he, i i don't know where he' i don't know where this horse lays i really don't know what santana's gonna do um and i, I just think that uh you know i i think again he he was a uh, i was there for the wedding and i'm not gonna go for the funeral
0: you did a great job betting the preps you had what fifteen to one in the tampa derby and 12 to one in the arkansas derby and I-
1: your I, I, lives I was... in the
0: future book. Uh, on, I, I, I like it. I, this is the iron horse in the race, Chuck. This is the one, the only one that's got eight starts or more. I mean, he's got eight starts, which makes him like uh, the, y- y- you know, the, the iron yeah. individual. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, the Arkansas Derby six horse field. that went with Cotto River. Concert tour was kind of, you know. Uh, it was a good read by you on that account. I mean, you he, he run a nice race and
1: it was almost a process uh-huh. of elimination because I, I hated Hozier. Uh, I have a, I just don't like that horse. I never have. Um, I didn't like the Peter Miller horse. That I, I couldn't figure out why they didn't send the Peter get uh, get her number, why, why she, he wasn't in the bluegrass. I mean, uh, that would have been a logical place for him to go to bluegrass. He, he'd, he'd had a three-length lead going into the, the, the final turn in the bluegrass, but I didn't like him um, coming off the pace. Run okay in the race. He did, He actually he did thought... run better than I thought, but like, you know, I'm saying before the race, I'm thinking, well, he's just going to chase again too, and it was almost like this was the only horse left, and, and uh, you know, he, he kind of just to me, it wasn't like any great, I, I thought he was a great horse. It just was like, this race might like just drop right into this horse's lap. And it was such a short field that, uh, you know, it's said traffic shouldn't be an issue. And, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, the race just literally dropped into the, into his lap. And, um, yeah. I, I just don't think, I, I just think he's like, uh, one of those horses that's going to win like, um, uh, you know. Uh, the Ohio Derby, something like that. I, I just don't see, I, I just don't know what, what kind of trip he can get from out there. Uh, I, I really don't even know what kind of style he, he wants to, to run at. I, it just, uh, you know, he's run all over the place. He ran in Texas and, uh, I mean, he always runs pretty good, but, um, he's another one. He, he he's not like a, a big, real strong closer, but he, he doesn't have, uh, I mean, he's got enough speed to kind of keep not get way behind I, i'm just uh like i said I, i'm happy that uh i'm happy that i was able to, to profit off him but i think that my profiting off him is probably over
0: yeah absolutely I, I you read it right i mean he's just a mid-pack type horse uh you know on his day he jumps up wins the arkansas derby he'll he'll win some you know he'd be a good horse for like the, the ohio derby the west virginia derby remington park derby those type of you know, those type of derbies, um, I see he's out of a closing argument Mayor, I think closing argument was second in the derby. Of yeah. Like, what, 80 to yeah, one? Yeah,
1: that was Kieran McLaughlin. Was, yeah, he's a bomb.
0: Yeah, Karen's horse is yeah. second to Giacomo. Um, I mean, he's, um, you, you know, I hope he does okay because he's the iron horse. Eight starts. I mean, pretty soon, you hate to look 10, 20 years in the future, it feels like there'll be more horses um you know more horses in this race with three and four starts. Um, you know I, that that's kind of uh, I, I don't think that'll be good for the game, but I just can't use I just can't use them though from a betting standpoint.
1: No, it's um, um it's it, it's a it's an interesting race, and I, I think that I mean I think we've harped on this al- enough that it, it's just there's so many. Horses with so little experience it's just very hard to to really get a gauge of 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 you know who they actually are and and uh yeah know, what kind of trips they're going to have to deal with in in this scenario where where it's just not a uh I mean what, what we have in the Santa Anita Derby six or seven you know Arkansas Derby was six um I mean uh, you know the Bluegrass was what seven or it was eight um, with a couple of them just you know, way behind. So. Derby was eight. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just such a, a different thing and you know, it, it's different for the jockeys as well because guys aren't used to riding in big fields. And, and of course no one's used to riding in a 20 horse field unless you're riding in, uh, you know, Ireland and those jump races. But, mm. you know, even nowadays there's so few dirt races around two turns just and the ones that they do have around two turns are usually five and six horse fields. Um, so, I mean, obviously, turf. There's, there's a lot more two-turn turf races, but you know, it's, it's the jockeys are are less experienced uh, at, at doing that as well, and, uh, um, you know, just uh, it, it just seems like this year, a lot of randomness might jump up, and and uh, after the race, we might be like really, you know, scratching our heads and saying, well, how the hell did that happen, you know? Oh, of course, you know, yeah. or, or, or you know what might happen? Might uh, it might run the the three favorites. Might run one, two, three, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll be throwing uh, all right. my tickets away. Um, it, it's a nice Gunder. I, I looked at the uh, the PPs aren't out yet. I don't believe I, I did look at the uh, the the card for for Derby Day is, is really great. I mean, it, it's a it's a good card. A couple of the uh, the Philly races are a little bit uh, short fields, but um, you know, all the early races. Uh, are, are full and, um, you know, all, all the, the under, undercard, uh, allowance races are look like excellent races. And it's, it's a really, really good race. Uh, I mean, really good card. I, I thought the Kentucky Oaks card was, was, was not quite, um, was, was a little bit soft. I mean, um, even some of the allowance races, I mean, this is before scratches, um, uh, they just don't look like, uh, you know, you, what we usually see on the undercards of these big days.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean it looks like they're both both of these cards are starting at ten thirty, uh <laughs> which is, is that Eastern time, Chuck?
1: That is Eastern time, yes sir. Ellis Park okay, is, is sure. midwestern time. But um <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, the Derby card. I mean, this is just uh, so you got fourteen races. You're starting at ten thirty and you're ending
1: at eight thirty. I mean, that's a, a full day there. <laughs> that's a full day, man. <laughs> yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a and <laughs> a snack. Um, but uh, it, it's a great it's a great card. And of course, you know, it's the one day of the year. Um, well, not the one day, but it, it it is a one of the days of the year where uh, there, there's plenty of money in the pools. Um, and there, there might be, uh, horses who just wind up uh, being, you know, overlays and, and with all the big fields, there's certainly going to be, uh, better prices. Uh, I, I know that, uh, and I know a lot of people are, have strong feelings about this, but I, I hate the fact that they, they have dollar supers in the Derby. And to me, it's just the one race that you would think that the, the smaller increments would be, would be better, but, uh, it just makes it real expensive.
0: Yeah. They they don't have. They don't give you the dime super option, so...
1: No, it's an, and it doesn't... You know, I, I've never bought that old it's going to make people wait in line. like yeah, tie up it's, the betting line. Like, like, like yeah, you have 20-cent pick sixes. I mean, it's
0: to the point where... Uh, it, it, it's a, Like you say, it's a perfect lace for dime supers. I mean, there's... There's a lot of horses that... Uh, I mean, like, like that horse that David Cohen's on there. Right, exactly. Uh, but, you know, you, you could you could really structure a bet around him just getting him on the ticket and you know for a dime or 20 cents it'll it'll pay right you know it'll likely you'll be looking at a huge number it'll
1: it'll still pay big right and that's yeah the dollar the dollar uh, and i understand the the thought the process about the the small increments uh in general but it just seems this race itself is is the one race that we run this in this country that, that that fits the dime superfecta model. and i never I never bought into oh, it ties the lines up that that, that just doesn't make a sense. Like I said, they got twenty cent pick sixes, you know, that doesn't tie yeah. that line up. I mean, uh, and and who who would bet a dime at a time anyways, you know, like, but uh, i'm not going to die on that hill so i'll be lucky i'll be lucky if i get the I'd two totally of the first four
0: i do two or especially if someone who you know doesn't go to the track for you know i'm i'm not a, a live event type guy so i like to be at home watching on my computer so but yeah i'm totally in agreement there
1: yeah the the derby's a tough it's a tough day when you're there because there's so much going on and it's so difficult to move around. I know that there'll be a lot bigger, a smaller crowd this year than, um, than usual, but even so, uh, there's a lot of areas cordoned off and, uh,
0: yeah, I've been to three of them and it was just a, it just rained terribly each time. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I, I brought the rain with me. I remember the year, uh, Smarty Jones won it. I mean that was and then the year Super Saver won it, I was there. <laughs> and then I was there when Go for jim won it, but it was uh it rained every time.
1: Yeah, it looks like they're going to get some rain on uh, Thursday, but um it, it appears at least at this point there's not going to be uh any significant rain on 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 Friday or Saturday, which is which is a good thing. You know, the derby's it, it kind of sucks when it rains and
0: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was uh it, it it was nothing I was real eager to get back to and then you know 6 7 years passes and you say oh it rained the last time let's go again you know it, it just rains again so I I I personally I didn't enjoy myself too much the three times I went there so I I didn't win any, any of the times and I got just miserable rainy re- re- weather and large crowds and it just wasn't for me
1: no, I, I hear you. I hear you for sure. But uh I appreciate you taking time out of your day and giving us all your thoughts on the on the derby and uh hopefully you you make some big scores and you can get uh some of these bombers home somewhere on the ticket and uh, see what Absolutely. happens but uh I mean the uh, you know the, the the day looks just it just looks like a great card. Um you know there's a lot of shit to complain about in this sport and believe me it, it, it's it's there's a lot more to complain about that I can't even talk about this <laughs> there some about. but this the, these are the type of cards you know you you look over them and and uh they just looks like you know this is uh you know this is what we're looking for you know this is what this is the yeah, card we want to see
0: great. you get, you get a card like this you get a you know a, a nice day away from your wife and real enjoyable betting and you've got a chance to you know really win some money and make it. You know, on top of an enjoyable day, you know, a profitable day too.
1: So, all <laughs> well, the wives just hung up. <laughs> 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 all right, well, Doug, thank you, and uh, um, we didn't—we didn't even get to touch on the Browns, but uh, you know, the Dolphins—the Dolphins, I'm, the, I'm the dolphins traded time, a lineman though. today, so they, they look like they're, they're getting ready to to set everybody up down here for a. Uh, pick up another lineman, and everyone's gonna go nuts. But uh, <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, all yeah, that's <laughs>
0: what it looks like. It looks like last year they were posturing for a lineman too, though they were acting like they were gonna take a tackle and saying, and you knew it was gonna be a quarterback. Yes,
1: but. yeah. I don't know. It seems it seems crazy. You got you know quarterback, quarterback, quarter. Everyone's looking for the next quarterback and um yeah it's uh it'll be a if, if
0: anybody's betting on a draft i got a couple of uh prop bets for you the browns i think they're going to take a cornerback you're getting four to one odds on a corner four to one uh t- take that if you can get it i got it at nine to two i think it's down to four to one and the buffalo bills are four to one for a defensive lineman um i think that's what where they're going so uh f- four to one props uh both ways uh Brown's taking a corner. Bill's taking a defensive lineman.
1: The game has gotten crazy. We're betting on draft picks. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's hey. Listen, the, the NFL draft is a, is a, is something that racing could only dream of, of of being close to. If you think about the fact that they're going to be on three networks, three different networks at the same event is being covered by three different networks, and that that's just a. Uh, uh just just crazy if you think about it how 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 nuts it is considering that most people haven't even seen probably about three quarters of the guys ever even play
0: yeah i mean some of these guys haven't played in two years and i mean there's all these lead-up shows and i mean there's not only gonna be on three different networks for three days uh, uh, at least the first two days are i think i know they're on uh uh ESPN the NFL network and I think one of the ABC. national networks, maybe got them, or yeah. CBS but yep. yeah. Yeah, cool. I mean it's just uh the NFL you got to tip tip your cap to the way they market their
1: they sure they, they 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 sure do a good job, man, but um well, all right, so the Browns on the, with a cornerback and the Bills with a lineman. That's that's the tips yep. for for the draft. All right, <laughs> sounds good. Thank thanks, I right, appreciate yeah. it. Yes sir, it's good talking to you. Yes sir. Um, Here, uh, it's hard to believe that that we can actually bet on on who um who, who's going to be drafted <laughs> by who and and uh I guess, you know, we're we're going to wind up like Europe where you can literally bet on anything.